Let's take a journey back to 2003. Canadian teen sensation Avril Lavigne was topping the charts and turning the music industry upside down. But what if I told you that the Avril Lavigne we know and love might not be the same Avril? What? Did Avril die? Was she replaced by a doppelganger? I'm Joanne McNally and I'm doing a deep dive into a notorious internet conspiracy. Who replaced Avril Lavigne? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash thedebaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada, we've got friends in lower places from the lower mainland in Vancouver, BC. It's the debater! Debaters where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man who always takes the high road, Steve Patterson. Hey! Hello, Canada! Welcome back to the Debaters. We are here in beautiful British Columbia, North Vancouver, to be exact, a place that's always on the go. Recently, Vancouver's Transit Authority introduced a new way to ride the SkyTrain. It's a transit pass keychain shaped like a train. <laughs> so it's a key train, I guess. <laughs> Which started selling for $6 with no fares attached. But local entrepreneurs immediately started reselling them for up to $50. <laughs> so some people paid $50 on a train that doesn't even get you on a train. (laughs) Now, are you ready to meet your debaters who are on track to deliver some laughs? That sounds like a yes. When this comic was fired from the mattress factory, he took it lying down. It's Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams, there he is, entering. He's the hardworking man he is. He's got a hard hat. He's got a safety vest. He looks ready. This comic thinks it's better to have loved and lost only your car keys. It's Calgary's Brittany Lysing. Brittany! There she is, making her way across the stage. To my right, smiling, looking confident, and ready. Hi, Steve. Hi. Hi, Uh, Steve. Hi, Ryan. How's it going, buddy? Good. God, I hope that outfit has something to do with this debate. (laughs) Your topic is one that we're here to deconstruct. Construction. Should we all stop complaining about it? It's a pretty good question. Especially considering our national animal is the original construction crew, the beaver. Beavers are so good at building that if they were in charge of Vancouver's Broadway subway line, it would have been done by now. True story. And unlike the current human workers, beavers are nocturnal, so they could work all night. And they would probably finish under budget, but over bite. (laughs) Yes, your groans are energy. (laughs) So, whereas ongoing repairs and new projects can add to our quality of life, be it resolved, stop complaining about construction. Ryan, 
Not surprisingly, you're arguing for this, my friend. You have two minutes, starting now, Ryan Williams. One thing that unites all Canadians from coast to coast, to the 49th parallel to the Arctic Circle, outside sucks. <laughs> it's wet, cold, windy, hot, freezing. What protects Canadians from outside? Buildings. How are buildings made? They are built, I mean constructed. There's a shortage of housing in Canada. Every Canadian deserves a roof over their head. Yet, every Canadian won't shut up about the workers putting roofs over their heads. Harrison Ford. Jesus Christ. Me lying in a job interview. What do they all have in common? Carpenters. That's right, I'm a frontline worker in the housing crisis. Every Monday, 1.5 million construction workers in Canada get up at 5.30 a.m., get into their truck, car, or in my case, the truck of the urban workforce, a city bus. <laughs> they see a Tim Hortons sign and they pull the cord to get off because they have to use the bathroom. They didn't see the banner that says, opening this fall. <laughs> Do they frown? No, they smile because they know this Tim Hortons under construction will soon be completed. And when it is, construction workers in their trucks will order a breakfast sandwich and sometimes their sandwiches are missing cheese. So they open the camera on their cell phone and they make a video. Friggin' clowns can't even figure it out. It's friggin' sandwich and Trudeau says they should get 17 bucks an hour. Can't even get my sandwich right, at sakes. <laughs> we see this video and we hate the construction worker making it. But this is also how you look when you whine about a housing crisis and then complain about construction. argument against complaining about construction. I felt like a lot of that was not made up scenarios, Ryan. <laughs> now, to tell us why, when it comes to complaining about construction, she's only too happy to raise a stink, let's hear from Brittany Lysing. Look. Long gone are the glory days of slowly passing by a construction site, gawking at shirtless men leaving on shovels. Trust me, I've looked. They've been replaced by middle-aged chubby slackers in neon vests. <laughs> I pine for a simpler time when one passed by a construction site in a 67 Chevy, secretly sipping vodka with our tongues out and children in the back seat. With nowhere to be. Unfortunately, I am a woman of the future with things to do. I have six TikTok accounts to run and three jobs. And the last thing I need is another unplanned halt at the whims of a handheld stop sign. And listen, I could get on board if it was constructive construction. 
like for a cause, like Ryan said, like if I saw a sign that said new affordable housing, heck, I might even chip in and throw on a neon vest. But construction is never good. In fact, you know what they're up to? They're tearing affordable housing down to build yet another traffic circle where every exit seems to lead to a half-built Tim Hortons. <laughs> yes. I hate construction, but there are so few real options for all that hate and rage. What do you want me to do? Chain myself to a bulldozer? Uh, that's illegal. <laughs> but you know what I can do? Complain to every person I know about how dumb I think it is to shut down a lane on the only road in and out of North Vancouver. Yeah! Brittany Lysing says, go ahead and complain about construction, and I'll tell you how good that argument was. An Albertan just made a group of BC people applaud. <laughs> we got ourselves a debate, and it's time for the bare-knuckle round. We're debating whether it's constructive to complain about construction. So slow down and proceed with caution. And if you get stucco, just start zoning out. But don't ask me for help because I can't do it. That's what we were looking for. Just remember, until your arguments are up to code, you can't leave her here. Time to get back to work, now! Brittany said she's upset construction workers aren't as attractive as they used to be. Guess what? As society has progressed, hot people and hunks have realized you only need to swing a hammer during CrossFit. <laughs> Listen, dude, I was in the construction industry for 12 years. I've been there, dude. Admit it. It sucks. It doesn't even support your bathroom or your driving needs. It sounds like you're just trapped on a bus trying not to pee your pants, dude. First of all, Brittany, it wasn't pee. Construction taught me anytime you have a Gatorade bottle or an empty milk jug, you have a bathroom for going number one. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought you were just being nice when you offered me half your Gatorade today. Brittany used to be an elevator mechanic. She would take people to new heights. But complaining about construction is out of order. Like the elevators she would fix. Do you get it? <laughs> All right. That's the bare knuckle round. We are debating whether it's okay to complain about construction. The audience is still undecided, so let's keep going. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on complaining about construction brought to you by Orange Safety Cones. <laughs> orange Safety Cones. We know you don't like us. No need to pile on. <laughs> One of the biggest construction projects in Vancouver is the Broadway Subway Project. How is this project supposed to improve the city? Ryan. Uh, it will improve the city by angering people that live on the west side of Vancouver. Uh-oh. It's gotten regional. <laughs> Brittany? Free foot-long subs uh, to stop you from being hangry in your car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's heckling herself. I like it. 
uh, the Broadway subway, subway sandwich shop, it was a double entendre. Anyway. I know what I've done wrong. Uh, the bro- <laughs> Burn West Van! That's what they were how is the Broadway subway project supposed to improve the city? It is supposed to alleviate traffic and extend the subway closer to UBC. But it's been so long, people don't even remember. You guys have a university here. <laughs> One of the reasons a construction project can be delayed is because of what's called scope creep. What is scope creep? Brittany. A peeping Tom with fresh breath? (laughs) Audience has given you one and a half points. They like that one. Ryan Williams? Someone that uses binoculars to look into the porta potties. (laughs) People are like, that's a thing? Scope creep is continuous changes and modifications that are beyond the scope of the project. Scope creep. <laughs> Which James Bond movie has a chase scene through an elaborate construction site? Brittany. I can never remember. Which one does the old gross dude get the young hot girl in? <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to be more specific. <laughs> Ryan. Doctor, no way. I'm going to have this done by Friday. You got to talk to your guys and get electrical in first. You're the one slowing this project down. That's, that's a three-point answer. The actual answer is Casino Royale, but I like Ryan's answer better. That's the firing line. It is almost time for our Centennial Theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here again to make some noise about construction complaints is Brittany Lysing. Listen, I'm not an outsider looking in. My entire family has benefited from the construction industry. My father and his father were carpenters. I myself was an elevator constructor for 12 years. But my grandpa's dead and my dad's retired and I'm a comedian now. I didn't quit my job because I loved comedy. I quit because I hated construction. (laughs) You know what happens behind those blue fences and orange cones? The constructors complain about construction. Nobody hates it more than them. It's hard, it's dirty. Like Ryan said, it's always too hot and it's too cold. Complaining is all we have. It bonds us. We are just human after all. So for the sake of humanity, let us complain. Brittany Lysing wants to keep the complaining going and uh, my grandpa's dead, my dad's retired and I'm a comedian now, should be a show on CBC. Let's make that happen. Now, to tell us why the sound of construction adding to our economy is simply music to his ears, let's hear again from the ever-hardworking Ryan Williams. I'm left-handed. My first day of framing, a man came up to me and said 90% of all left-handed people severely injure themselves using power tools because they are made for right-handed people. Easy. Put the nail gun in my right hand. 
and immediately shot myself <laughs> in the left hand. Nail through the palm in between these two knuckles. I looked at my foreman and screamed the most Canadian thing I've ever said. Sorry! <laughs> he pulled the nail out with bullnose pliers and I finished the shift. Mail carriers have an oath. No weather stops these couriers from swift completion of their appointed round. Nail carriers, get it? Nail carriers have a similar oath. Snow, rain, heat, and mud. Quit your moan and grab a shovel, bud. Thank you. Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams telling us to quit our complaining about construction. He literally took a nail right through the hand. Like a crazy person trying to build a Wolverine costume. <laughs> I think you just moved up the list over Harrison Ford on similarity to Jesus, I'll tell you that. All right. Audience, it is up to you to pick a winner. By applause, who thought that Ryan built a solid argument with his pro-construction conversation? Ryan Williams. Big support for Ryan. Big support for Ryan. All right. And who thought that Britney's anti-construction chatter demolished Ryan's argument? Britney Lysay. It's nice support, but we gotta give this one to Ryan Williams. He took a nail through the hand, for gosh sakes. Ryan Williams and Britney Lysay, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. Hi, I'm Ali Hassan, host of CBC's Laugh Out Loud. Do you like to laugh? Because we're serving up big laughs each week. We feature comedians from across Canada. You might already be fans of some of them, and others might be new discoveries. We record emerging comedians and established pros in front of live audiences all across the country, and we promise that you'll be literally laughing out loud. You can find Laugh Out Loud on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for your next pair of debaters? Yes! Then let's do it, Northman! This comic buys all his used records on vinyl sale. It's Marito Lopez! Marito Lopez! Coming to the stage, making his way across, showing the audience a little of the merchandise. I believe that is our first twerk entrance on the show. Hola, Steve. Well played, buddy. <laughs> well played. And this comic has obviously never heard of our metric system. It's Miles Anderson. Miles Anderson, everybody. He looks ready for business. He has a Duotang binder crossover clipboard. Yes, thank you, Steve. Yes. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, this topic is going to be a bit of a roller coaster. Roller coasters. <laughs> Are they the best part of an amusement park? The crowd has already started their own fights. They're swinging at each other. 
Here in Vancouver, the Pacific National Exhibition, or PNE, has announced that they're building Canada's fastest launch roller coaster, which means there's no suspensible build to the top. This one just blasts you right out <laughs> at the beginning, and then hopefully anyone who needs it gets blasted straight to the chiropractor. <laughs> But for a truly terrifying experience, the PNE will still have the oldest wooden roller coaster in Canada still in operation as well. Listen to the crowd. Note to our listeners, if you're old enough to remember when that coaster was new, don't go on that ride. <laughs> Now I think we're ready for a debate that will be full of ups and downs. So. Whereas they thrill riders with adrenaline pumping speeds, drops and loops, be it resolved that roller coasters are the best part of an amusement park. Marito, you are arguing for this, please, my friend. You have two minutes. Starting now, Marito Lopez. First, there was a Ferris wheel, and then came the roller coaster. Then came all the copies of the roller coaster bungee jumps, drops of death. Spaceships that fly upside down. The roller coaster did it first. The roller coaster is the iPhone of rides. <laughs> How are you gonna get rid of Apple? Nobody wants an Android. <laughs> And I say that as an Android user. Right? An amusement park without a roller coaster is like the Bible without Jesus. It didn't get good until Jesus walked on water. <laughs> Then you were like, whoa, I want to do that again. <laughs> and again and again until I throw up. My opponent, Miles, looks like he sells Bibles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I ride the Bibles. <laughs> roller coasters are designed for those who like to dance with danger. Yo, I'm not even tall enough to ride most roller coasters. <laughs> yes, but I risked my life to get on. What's more gangster than that? When I take girls on dates, I bring her to a roller coaster. You want to know why? Because women love a short king that can get on. <laughs> Every time I climb on a roller coaster, a tall woman, or even this booth, I am fighting for my life. I'm risking it. Roller coasters are not Disney. Roller coasters aren't It's a Small World, teacups slamming into each other. That's for babies. Okay, I've been riding roller coasters since I was four years old. In El Salvador while a civil war was going on. There was no rules, okay? Except you must be this hard to get on. Oh. Marino has stripped off his shirt. He's shown off a well-muscled, well-tattooed body. I'm not afraid of anything! <laughs> Marino Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. He is literally giving the shirt off his back for this debate. He's half naked. You can barely see him over the podium. 
Thank you, Marito. Now, here to tell us why even the concept of a roller coaster is a completely corkscrewy idea, here's the very sound, Miles Anderson. Thank you, Steve. <clears throat> roller coasters are not the best part of the amusement park. Why would I wait in line for an hour to make myself sick when it only takes five minutes to buy a hot dog from 7-Eleven? <laughs> Roller coasters are unnecessary. You want to go on an exciting ride? Drive a Ford Fiesta from Vancouver to Calgary in December. <laughs> There's no lineup to get on. And instead of a disappointing 90 seconds, it's 11 hours of white knuckle terror. People might say I don't like roller coasters because I'm too scared to go on them. Quite the opposite. They don't scare me at all. The scariest ride is the tilt-a-whirl at the town fair. I dare you to strap yourself into a structure that was assembled in four hours by one man and two liters of whiskey. <laughs> Why are we building roller coasters? We should be building more of the roller coaster's cousin, the most noble form of transport, the train. It is sad that the closest North America comes to high-speed rail is two minutes of whiplash, followed by a long tour of a gift shop selling you images of your face under G-load. The perfect amusement park would have no roller coasters. It would have wine tasting for adults, charcuterie for the children, and jazz for the whole family. Miles Anderson with several great points. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether roller coasters are the best. So hopefully the wheels don't come off this one as you strap yourself in and ratchet up the tension. So keep the audience screaming with laughter and PNEing their pants. <laughs> Time to turn this debate upside down now. Uh, before we continue, Marino, could you please uh, put your shirt on? This is a very serious program. <laughs> no, bro, I thought we were having a debate. Blah! Okay, and CBC stands for chest out, butt naked, cholo, okay? <laughs> Well, I have a lot of buttons. <laughs> okay, we do need a couple words about roller coasters, though. <laughs> roller coasters are equalizers, okay? They make us all scream like little girls. Even a hard poppy chulo like me. We are the same, brother. <laughs> Marito, I think you are overestimating how much people want excitement right now. I don't know if you've read the news recently, but the world is uh, pretty scary. Uh, you know, in, roller coasters were fun when interest was at like 1%. Uh, <laughs> everybody's kind of nervous now. <laughs> All right, that's the merit of the round, everybody. It's time now.
now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on roller coasters being the best part of an amusement park, brought to you by the worst part of an amusement park, the parking lot. Why does the least fun ride cost the most money? In physics, the weightless feeling that one gets riding the top of a loop is caused by what two interacting forces? Marito? For me, it's being short and the heels I'm wearing starting to fall off. Very safe. <laughs> two, two points. Miles Anderson. Uh, that'd be stress and anxiety. <laughs> actual answer is gravity and inertia. I'm going to sell that reaction to other shows. Ooh. In 1999, male supermodel Fabio, Miles reminds me a lot of, <laughs> was riding a roller coaster when he was hit in the face by a goose. <laughs> True story. What was the name of that ride? Marito. The Canadian Kiss of Death. <laughs> Hasta la vista, Fabio. I like it. I like the delivery. Two points for that. Miles? <clears throat> That'd be the, uh, the Captain Sully simulator. <laughs> that joke is what we call a deep dive. Actual name was, uh, everyone was okay, by the way. Uh, the actual name of the ride that Fabio was hit by a goose in the face was Apollo's Chariot. That's the firing line, everybody. It is just about that magical time when we ask our Centennial Theater audience to pick a winner. But first, here again to remind us not to ignore the gravity of his anti-roller coaster argument, it's the one and only Miles Anderson. Roller coasters are not the best part of amusement parks. They are ugly monuments for adrenaline junkies. You know, the people that start crossing the street just before it says you can cross. Wow, you really live on the edge. You've probably run this down. Anyway. <laughs> the roller coaster is a sinister marketing scheme designed to extract the most money from amusement park patrons. The line is too long, so you get hungry and you pay $18 for six mini donuts. <laughs> then the ride makes you sick, so now you gotta buy those donuts again. <laughs> it's an endless cycle, and the only ones who benefit are the park owners and the seagulls. Thank you! <laughs> Miles Anderson, with a passionate personal argument on why he doesn't think roller coasters are the best part of the park. Now, here to keep you barely on the edge of your seats about his love for roller coasters, it's the one, the only, the shirtless, Marito Lopez. It's getting really cold up here, guys. So I was researching roller coasters, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know if you know this, but the American roller coaster was invented in the 1800s by some white dude. It was invented to distract Americans from Satan. Brothels, saloons, the American mafia. Most of you look like you were born in the 1800s, so you might know that. Okay, so if you don't like roller coasters, you are playing into the hands of Satan. <laughs> Think about that. Roller coasters or go to hell. 
Blessed is the man who is tall enough to ride my machine of salvation. God bless roller coasters. Thank you very much. Marino Lopez with a passionate closing argument on behalf of roller coasters. Audience, it is up to you to pick a winner by applause who thought that Marito's pro roller coaster boast raced to the finish and then got out just in time. Marito Lopez! That's a lot of love. That's a lot of love for Marito. Yep. And who thought that Miles' anti-roller coaster complaint was right on track? Miles Anderson. He is trying to disrobe. It is very close. The crowd has spoken. The winner in his first debate ever is Marina Lopez of Roller Coasters. And the best part of the park, big hand for Marina Lopez and Miles Anderson, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying this show can be a bit of a roller coaster ride itself, especially when I hold my arms up like this. I'll argue with you against you, Canada. Good night. The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, Nicole Callender, and Tracy Rideout. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Jeff Walter. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Centennial Theatre in North Vancouver. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.